Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Isha, an Outcasting youth participant. A few months ago, a boy said to me, don't wear makeup. And when I asked him why, he bitterly responded, girls wear makeup to impress guys. I was taken aback, and quite frankly, I was pretty frustrated. First off, I was just wearing mascara. And secondly, even if I was wearing more, how did it concern him? This whole interaction was troubling, and it got me thinking. Do straight men truly think that everything women do or anything they wear is for their approval? Unfortunately, the way the media portray women contributes to this misconception. The male gaze, G-A-Z-E. No, we're not talking about male G-A-Y-S. The male G-A-Z-E is a term coined in 1975 by the feminist Laura Mulvey. It's a phenomenon in the media in which women are portrayed in ways that are meant to satisfy the fantasies of heterosexual male viewers. How many times have we seen women depicted in provocative attire even if it has no connection to the plot? In pop music videos and songs, women are often described as these things to be desired by straight men and are filmed in revealing clothing in a sexual setting. This objectification of women is nothing new and it continues to be a problem. It's kind of sad that we have to say it, but women are complete human beings independent of the attention or judgment of men. When women are objectified as sex objects in the media to satisfy straight men, their own talents, intellects, desires, even their ability to make their own choices in their lives, are ignored. They become two-dimensional figures, and this can lead women in the real world to deny or suppress these qualities in themselves and equate their self-worth with how much they are desired by heterosexual males. When bisexual and gay women in apparent same-sex relationships are hypersexualized for the male gaze, it particularly distorts real-life relationships that are solely between women. In Katy Perry's music video for her song, I Kissed a Girl, we see a group of women at a slumber party all on top of one another wearing lingerie. While the song's title suggests that the song is about women exploring their sexuality with other women, the music video seems to depict a male fantasy. On top of the music video, the lyrics are also problematic. They go, I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. It felt so wrong. It felt so right. These lyrics elicit the false idea that if a girl kisses another girl, it is out of rebellion, not an actual attraction to other women. These portrayals can be harmful to lesbian and bisexual women because they shift the emphasis of the two women in the relationship away from their own enjoyment and love for each other, once again, to the fantasies of straight men. It also perpetuates the idea that gay women cannot exist without straight men and invalidates their identities. By normalizing these male fetishes, more and more straight men will not take lesbian relationships seriously because they see lesbian couples as a source of entertainment rather than people in an actual relationship. All of this may seem overly theoretical, but it has real-world consequences. In 2019, the BBC reported that a lesbian couple was attacked by a group of young men after refusing to kiss in front of them. Both women were injured with blood running down their faces. 
An even more extreme way this can play out in the real world is the so-called corrective rape of lesbians by straight men. Some straight men already think that women who are attracted to other women can be straightened out and just have to meet the right man, which of course makes no sense. Corrective rape, which is the rape of lesbians intended to cure them of their homosexuality, is an example of how dangerous this idea of straightening out can be. The victims of these hate crimes are told that they are learning a lesson, the lesson being that they, as women, should be with and be attracted to men. The long-lasting impacts of corrective rape are undeniable. According to a professor of philosophy at a university in South Africa, about 10% of lesbians living in South Africa are HIV positive, and evidence shows that this is most likely due to corrective rape. Many of these women are also driven to suicide. These hate crimes are being perpetrated by men with an inflated sense of their own entitlement. Adding to the problem are archaic notions of women as subservient, that continue to be perpetuated by the media that fail to portray women as equal to men. It's time for mainstream movies, television, and music videos to stop portraying women in these ways. LGBTQ people have made great strides toward the American promise of equality, though we're not there yet. But same-sex marriage is a reality, the controversy over LGBTQ people in the military finally seems to be fading, and the country is ready to see women in all their three-dimensional reality in realistic settings and relationships, and this includes gay and bisexual women. People need to see what actual lesbian relationships look like rather than these spectacles that have been fabricated for the male gaze. By doing so, not only would these relationships be validated, but women in gay relationships would be less at risk for hate crimes. So getting back to the boy I talked about at the beginning, the boy who said, don't wear makeup, because girls wear makeup to impress guys. Looking back on it now, my first reaction was defensive. I was just wearing mascara, a tacit admission that there would have been something wrong with wearing more than just mascara. And that reflexive defensiveness, I felt, is part of how the problem has already played out in my own young life. What right did he have to judge me anyway? Wearing makeup or not, or how much to wear, those are my choices. I'll admit that it's completely possible that his comment was innocent, Maybe he had a secret crush on me and was, in his awkward way, trying to let me know that he liked me as I was without makeup. And in all probability, he won't go out and start correctively raping lesbians. But the fact remains that his comment made me feel defensive and judged. Maybe, if the media become more responsible and realistic in their portrayals of girls and women, boys of his generation may grow up to be more respectful and compassionate men. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is a production of Media for the Public Good, based in New York. This piece was created by the Outcasting team, including Lil, Tim, Vivian, and me, Isha. Our executive producer is Mark Sophis. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. You can also find outcasting on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms. Thanks, and thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this edition of Outcasting Overtime, please make your tax-deductible contribution today. We can't do programs like this without your support. 
To make your donation, please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Outcasting Media. Thanks.